This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Hey, good morning, golfers. Welcome to another edition of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Uh, Mark Sakino is away today, so filling in admirably across from me right now is Adam Scully, our producer extraordinaire. And Mr. Scully, good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. And it's a little chilly this morning in Toronto. It's nice. It? It's fresh. It's yeah. cool. It's uh, it was 16 degrees when I left the uh, the lovely stately Weeks Manor this morning, <laughs> and it was actually nice compared to what it has been this week. It's and been I was rather away. smoky. Yeah. Yeah, I was away this week, so. Um, I didn't get the the full effect of what was going on, but man, it was. I guess it was humid. It was rather humid, and uh, golf courses are certainly a little dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, balls flying forever, which I'm good. a fan of. Good. good. Uh, but how was how was PEI? Well, we were at a crowbush, and uh, it was not warm. It was eight degrees. <laughs> I saw some toques in some of your photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was eight degrees, and it was about uh, forty click gusts. Oh, good. Now, the gusts wow. are normal for because we were on the North Shore at right. Bush. The next day, it was 24 and beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we were filming the day before. So, the one good thing about filming uh, or taping or recording, whatever you want to call it these days, is that it's, um, you can fake you can fake it being warm. Like you just take your jacket off yeah. for a few minutes and you have a sweater on, you look nice. You can't fake the sunshine. It was sunny and brilliant and mm-hmm. beautiful. And uh, and what a lovely golf course mm-hmm. it is out there. And what a lovely little place it is out in Prince Edward Island. Of course, it's uh, my home away from home. I've yes. been out, my family's all from out there originally. But it's a uh, special spot and good golf course. The golf courses there are in excellent shape. And I believe Crowbush Cove, one of their holes was on our Golf Talk Canada top 18 holes in Canada last That's right. uh, last uh, Christmas time. So. That's right. That's right. And it's uh, they, the guys there were telling me that they're getting a little bit of a spinoff from people who are coming out to Cabot to see mm-hmm. Cabot, and they'll take a little tour because it's not right. that far away. You can mm-hmm. take a little ferry right across and and play over there. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's all been good. But uh, we got a lot of golf going on. There's Do a- we ever? It's a busy week in golf. Yeah. Now it. it's interesting how there's obviously the Memorial Jacks tournament. Mm-hmm. And there's a U.S. Open uh, major for the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one are you watching more of, do you think? Uh, I have watched more of the Memorial. Um, the uh, With all the, the talk about Shoal Creek, where the U.S. Women's Open is being held. You know, with, with whether they're going to play the ball up or down and just how much of a swamp it was. I, I haven't seen uh, as much of that as I'd like, but uh, the Memorial's been pretty interesting to watch as well because watching that, the fairways, are it's so soft that the fairways are playing so wide unless you're hitting absolute foul balls that if your ball lands in the fairway, you might either plug or you're not going to get much bounce. Because At the Memorial. So, yeah, yeah, it's just so soft. Speaking of wide off the tee, <laughs> our friend Mr. Woods there had a couple of Did he ever? wide balls there. <laughs> a couple good club slams, too. That was uh, vintage Tiger. In the first round, for sure. He yeah. tidied it up second round. We're going to get into that. Yep. Uh, also coming up today, we're going to hear from we're going to hear from Tiger. We're going to hear from Jason Day. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the U.S. Women's mm-hmm. Open and uh, some of the uh, stuff that's going on there. We are going to also talk about putters, yes, specifically tailor-made putters, because it's tailor-made putter week, yep. and uh, we're going to talk here from Paul Demkowski, who is the man behind a lot of the putters. We're also going to talk about golf balls mm-hmm. uh, with Eric Loper and the TP5 tailor-made golf ball, which is interesting. We're also going to give you a chance to win a round up at uh, Muskoka Bay Golf, and we will uh, have a trivia contest coming up, a trivia question coming up a little bit later in the show that you can mm-hmm. answer to possibly win that chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of stuff to get to today, but let's start off with some news and headlines. 
News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Well, I guess uh, when it comes to the U.S. Women's Open, the top story as far as Canadian golf fans are, and a lot of other golf fans, was the withdrawal of Brooke Henderson. She uh, withdrew very early on Friday morning after her first round and um, gave uh, personal reasons mm-hmm. as the reason. Now, uh, Chris Stevenson from the uh, from Post Media later updated that and said had gotten a text from uh, Brooke's father saying that there was a family illness. Uh, they've all returned home to... Um, Smith Falls to be there for that, and uh, and I I don't think you can really argue anything uh, anything about that situation. No, and and in that situation, golf comes second. You know, family always comes first, and and Brooks going to have many more chances to play. Uh, in the U.S. Women's Open, she already has one major championship on her resume. Yes, she's coming in in great form, but she's going to come in with great form many more times throughout her career. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think for Brooke, uh, obviously, she's making the right decision. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to note this week. Like she took last week off yeah. before the U.S. Open, which is something she doesn't normally do. And I understand from her schedule that she's going to do the same thing before the PGA, mm-hmm. and she's going to do the same thing before the Women's British Open. So she's going to have a week off before majors now, which I think is interesting. Interesting that she's preparing a little bit, uh, a little bit more for mm-hmm. those events. Obviously, not that she wasn't preparing before, but she's taking a different, right. s- different tactic to it. So, so she's doing the anti-fill then, basically. Yeah, she's doing the tiger. tiger <laughs> she's doing the tiger, and yeah. which is good for her because, you know, she plays almost every event. She she's one of the most uh, she's the busiest uh, LPGA Tour golfer, uh, you could say. Um, so good for her to you know prepare the way she needs to prepare and take that time and the rest and to you know, uh, revive the batteries, if you will. And, uh, yeah, hope, and we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see her back uh, on tour hopefully very soon. Yeah. Uh, another news from, uh, from the LPGA Tour and crossing over to the PGA Tour, Brittany Lincecum has received an invite to play in the Barbasol Championship, mm-hmm. which is a PGA Tour event. Now, it's an opposite field event. Now, she is sponsored by Silk, uh, which is the women's mm. shaving cream that for their legs and everything, and, uh, and it's owned by Barbasol. Right. Not 100% sure that she is going to take that, mm. uh, but I think she will. And she said she's always wanted to try and do it. Now, she's one of the longest hitters on the LPGA Tour, but she would still be a very short hitter by comparison to the men's tour. Yeah, she sure would be. Uh, so she's sixth in uh, driving distance on the LPGA Tour, average, averaging just under 272 yards. So obviously, you know, hitting the fairway would be an absolute premium for her, and, and she'd have to do that. Um, but it, it'd be a cool opportunity. We've seen it in the past with Annika Sorenstam, Michelle Wee, some others. So uh, we haven't seen it in a number of years, though, that's for sure. No, and the Barbasol Championship is one of those, as I said, opposite field events. So mm-hmm. anytime you can kind of get a little hook or something to try and bring some attention mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not such necessarily Absolutely. such a bad thing. I don't know if it really is a great move for for Brittany in terms of expectations, yeah. um, but, but uh, why not? What the heck, well, right? and and it this opens up a can of worms to say you know, let's say let's say in a couple of years Brooke Henderson wants to you know because she's one of the longest hitters on tour as well. Maybe we could see Brooke at a Canadian Open. Who knows? Well, I saw somebody, <laughs> I saw somebody somewhere. I mean, one of the chat words, I guess. Look at, uh, at perhaps maybe that was something that yeah. uh, she should do. The, the Canadian Open should extend it. I I wouldn't. I, I, I doubt that. No, that, I, would no. Be, that would be that would be. I don't know. Not a great move. Yeah. Uh, former Major League Baseball pitcher and now Hall of Famer John Smoltz wins a three-way playoff to qualify for the U.S. Senior Open. Yes. Now he is bucking the trend of some other players that we've seen lately, uh-huh. uh, some celebrities who have uh, been 
been uh, trying to qualify mm-hmm. or play in certain events. But uh, good for John Smoltz. He's a good player. I know he's been a very good player for a long time. He's 51 years old. Uh, he took a three three man playoff at the Peach Tree at the sorry Plantera Ridge mm-hmm. Golf Club in Peach Tree City, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, to. Uh, to get his spot, and he'll be in that major championship. He sure will be. But did you see what he made on the second playoff hole to advance? Yes. A double bogey <laughs> allowed him to advance the U.S. Senior uh, Open, which is you know good for John. He's, he's hey. uh, He had a, quite a career uh, playing baseball. I, I know uh, there's been lots of stories of him playing uh, some money games with some uh, big guys on tour. Including Tom Glavin and Greg Tom, Maddox. Yeah, players. And, and I know he's played golf with Tiger uh, back in Tiger's heyday. Uh, so it, it, it another, another great thing for publicity around the U.S. Uh, Senior Open, just to have another a big name like that, a John Smoltz, a celebrity playing in your tournament. June uh, 28th to July 1st at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs, Colorado, will be that tournament, so uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah. We've had, as we said, we had uh, some celebrity stuff going on last week on the web tour. Jake Owen, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and he took it a, he took a little bit of it on the chops, but I, I don't know if that was all really that fair, to be perfectly honest no, with you. No, I'm, I'm hoping John Smoltz doesn't tweet during his round. We can start there. Yeah, that, might uh, be, that might be an interesting one. And I'm sure he'll shoot a little lower than 86 as well. The first. Uh, speaking of major championships, a couple of guys took a little spin around Shinnecock this week. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson played practice rounds up there in Long Island, and uh, the reports were that it's going to be a hard, tough yeah. golf course. Well, and I know Tiger was saying that it was playing a little softer when he was up there, uh, just giving because it was all the rain. It was something like a 7,500-yard par 70, Yeah, which is pretty long. That's a long golf course. That's a long golf course. But, I mean, the, the, the forecast is looking good in the New York area for the next uh, couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to see a, a hard golf course, some good rough. It's, it's just a classic U.S. Open layout. Phil Mickelson had uh, nothing but praise for the golf course. I think uh, he was really enthralled by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other note here that I noticed, uh, the Italian Open is going on in uh, the yes. European Tour. I didn't alert you to this one, so Uh-oh. I'm sorry for throwing this is, out. Is yeah. that why Mark Zucchino isn't here? He's playing in the... Uh, I think he is playing yeah, in the yeah. Italian Open. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Maybe not that Italian <laughs> Open, but he's playing, he might be playing an Italian Open. An Italian Open. Uh, a name up at the top of the leaderboard. In fact, as we speak right now, he is one shot off the lead. A guy we have not heard from for a very long time. Danny Willett. Danny Willett! How about that? Wow. Danny Willett is one shot off the lead at the Italian Open. Well, he's actually dropped back now. He's actually... <laughs> no, he's tied for the lead. There you go. There you go. Uh, wow, what a journey he's been on. Well, the last thing I remember from Danny Willett is that infamous press conference at the Ryder Cup, where I won't say what he said, but it, yeah. it was a very funny remark explaining how his week was after what his brother had written about the, the U.S. fans. But to go from winning the Masters to going through some injury issues, he has just been all over the map. And is he still working with, uh, with Sean Foley? He is still working okay. with Sean Foley. Sean Foley has been grooving him to uh, get his swing in there. And uh, Sean Foley's working with another um, another leader this week. He's working with the head of the uh, uh, Sarah Jane Smith, who's leading the yeah, U.S. Women's Open. Shot, so it's yeah. been a good good Foley week right now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting for Danny Willett, you know, to, to go from to go from the top of the world, essentially, and winning the Masters to have, I, I guess maybe he's had some issues dealing with the spotlight, you could say, at least in that year, because in that Ryder Cup, obviously, he didn't play very well. He didn't have a, the best rest of the year after winning the Masters, so hopefully can we can see his game uh, yeah, play nice. back up. Nice. All right. When we come back, we're going to hear from, uh, we're going to go down to uh, and, and hear from some of the guys at the Memorial, including Jason Day and Tiger Woods, and we'll uh, clue you into that tournament and figure out what's going on down there and see if Tiger can explain why his putter was so cool. <laughs> that and more coming up on Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Sacchino is off. It's uh, Weeks and Scully in studio. And... Um down in Columbus, Ohio, they are playing the Memorial Tournament, and it's uh, always one of the highlights of the golf summer. Uh, Jack Nicholas, of course, is the host and designer of this golf mm-hmm. course. It's had, a, it's had an interesting list of winners. There's been some big winners, obviously, like Tiger, but you've also got guys like David Lingmurth and Will McGirt. McGirt, I remember that one. <laughs> you know, and so it's interesting that uh, the group of winners that comes out of that. Right now, at the top of the leaderboard, Kyle Stanley and Joaquin Neiman. Uh, Kyle Stanley is an interesting guy. He played very well yesterday, obviously, coached by Ralph Bauer, a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Neiman is 19 years old. He would be the youngest winner of a PGA tournament in 87 years if he wow. would come through, Chilean golfer. And really, to me, uh, speaks to the impact that the Olympics has had on golf because his country's golf program, you know, they haven't really produced a lot of, they've got a lot of great golf courses in Chile, but they don't, you can't think of another Chilean golfer. Yeah, that's an excellent point. You know, the, having golf in the Olympics, you know, obviously it was a little controversial given where it was and, and the scenario around that, but but golf in the Olympics has just been huge for the growth of the game and coming up in the Olympics in a couple of years, I think it'll be, be even bigger um, without uh, without Zika and that sort of thing. Right. Countries are, are, you know, national sporting organizations are putting money into their mm-hmm. golf program mm-hmm. because they're Olympic athletes. Uh, anyway, uh, Jason Day, who is a Columbus guy now, yes. lives in Columbus. Columbus, met his wife in Columbus at this tournament, actually, while he was playing in this tournament. They live there. A couple of rounds of 68. He is tied for fourth, and uh, we heard from him right after the round. Quite around the golf, started off hot, then kind of a little bit of a low, but then you finished on a good note, but I am just marveling at your short game. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've been practicing very hard, you know, especially over the last, you know, a couple of weeks, um, a week or so, especially in this kind of grass. You know, this Kentucky bluegrass can be pretty difficult especially you know the thickness that we have right now it can sit really deep down or it can you know kind of sit on top so there's a a number of shots that you actually have to play um, out of the rough to try and get enough softness you know when it lands because obviously the pitch of the greens we talk about you know how far you guys can hit the ball but uh, here at Muirfield Village I saw more of a game of management that I did just go ahead and strength and just go ahead and take it down the fairway as far as you could well and that's the thing I mean with the rough the way it is um, I think it's taking a lot of you know it's more of a premium to hit fairways uh, and I think that's taken drivers out of a lot of guys hands I mean you'll see a lot of guys hit drivers still but it's more along the lines with you know two three uh, two irons three irons three wood a lot of three woods this week, um, and I think that's what it calls for as well. But uh, you know once again these are pretty forgiving fairways, but you know it's in the back of your mind where you, you just can't miss a fairway. If you miss a fairway, you may not get to the green, and that and that makes it a very difficult day to try and shoot anything under par if you're just missing just missing fairways. So um, you know you got to try and lay back a little bit, take a little bit extra club maybe, and try and hit the greens. Great start. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, Thanks, Jason. Thanks. 
Uh, Jason Day has actually got an interesting stat here. I'm just going to call it up. Mm-hmm. So this is he's going for a three-peat. And the three-peat is <laughs> he withdrew from the Pro-Am <laughs> at the 2015 Barclays because he was sick mm-hmm. and he won that tournament. He withdrew from the Pro-Am this year at Torrey Pines because he was sick Uh-oh. and he won that. And he withdrew this week because he had what he called a man cold. It was a uh, bad cold and fever, and uh, he didn't play. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll get the, the three the three peat here. So he says it's a man cold, but then he says he lost ten pounds in two days. Yeah, that's either like, that's a lot of snot, yeah, or, or barf, or yeah, I don't know. Man, yeah. Ten but pounds. It, and but it's it's interesting. Uh, obviously, he mentioned this is uh, his home course. He lives ten miles from the from the facility to have one top twenty five finished. You, you think he might be, you know, putting too much pressure on himself once he gets back here, which is understandable to want to play well in front in front of friends and family. Yeah, and when you're at home, you know, a lot of stuff goes on. There's a lot of it's so different than. Uh, you get pulled this way, mm-hmm. you get pulled mm-hmm. that way. There, as you said, family and friends and stuff. So maybe you just right. get taken out of your routine a little yeah. bit more. But uh, maybe the golf course just doesn't suit him. Yeah, and 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 he's one. Uh, we don't really see him hit many three woods. If it's if it's a, a week not like this week, he's more of a long iron driver guy. And as he mentioned in that in that interview with Billy Kratzer, it's more of a it's more of a three iron three woods sort of golf course. It, it's hard to play your driver. And um, who see? We'll see. Maybe if it uh, if it uh, hardens up a little bit. Um, I guess we'll probably see even more log iron, so we'll, we'll see. Know. What can you do never here. know. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody's eyes have been on uh, Tiger, 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 Tiger. He is uh, five under with seventy two, and then came storming back with a sixty seven. Mm-hmm. That first round was kind of all over the map with uh, hit one out of bounds, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, the second one was a little bit trouble with the putter. Let's hear from Tiger Woods. You know, trying to. I mean, this is a very different comeback. You know, trying to get a feel for the the start. You know and. You know, I've played better when I've played, you know, back-to-back weeks and things of that nature. And so, because um, I've had the feel, just finding it and keeping it, it's, it's a little bit more difficult now because of this body's different. You know, it's uh, not one of those things I, I I didn't really understand it until, you know, started getting through this season. I know I'm probably halfway through the year, and uh, I'm starting to really understand it now and I'm starting to play some better golf because of it. Tiger was the break a factor. It seemed like the, the misses came after that. Or was that yeah, I missed one at number one, and <clears throat> after that, I missed everything. You know, I, I just didn't putt well and didn't didn't feel um, I didn't feel the, the the putter head flowing. I didn't feel it releasing. Um, these are all you know normal things I normally feel, but I just didn't didn't quite have the feel for it. Yeah, to say he didn't feel it, uh, it might be an understatement. He missed five putts inside eight feet. And to shoot 67 and do that. I, I think the, the not feeling the putter head flowing might be the new uh, my glutes didn't activate. Yeah, it could be. He said that before, that putt, that flowing yeah. putt thing. I've heard that one before. But interesting stats. Uh, strokes gained T to green. He is first in the field. Mm-hmm. Strokes gained putting. He is 79th with a minus 4.26. He's giving up four and a quarter shots to the field on the putting greens. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's, it's around as, as we golfers always say, coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know. Yeah. To shoot 67, and as he said after the round, it could have easily been 62 or 3. Uh, I, I really think the TSN turning point copyright uh, was the <laughs> uh, was the rain delay uh, or the weather delay, uh, you know, to have a, what, 8, 9-foot birdie putt. Uh, after, after just holding a after wedge. After just holding it, after holding a wedge, hitting the flagstick on the next par 3, missing that on the next hole, lipping out a, Three and a half, four foot birdie putt, uh, making a making a really sort of sloppy bogey on seventeen, 
nearly making coming back with a birdie from about 15, 18 feet on on uh, on 18. So uh, his golf swing is looking, uh, aside from that first six or seven holes on Thursday, his golf swing is looking like it was at the Players' Championship. But, but that's part of the issue, isn't it, is that he's giving up. He, he gets off to slow starts mm-hmm. so often now. Mm-hmm. And you'd, I don't know what it is, if it's just coincidental to it, but he always seems to be digging himself out of a hole in the early rounds. Well, and one thing I found really interesting in that in that soundbite was saying that he's playing better when he's playing back-to-back weeks because he knows what his body's doing. He knows how his body's going to react. Like we saw, you know, Valspar and Bay Hill. He, he was in the top five in both of those events. Uh, so who knows, maybe with this new body and given uh, if, he's, if he's feeling okay and isn't too tight, maybe we'll see Tiger play more back-to-back events because, you know, he'll be trending in the right direction. Maybe he'll be going like Mickelson and playing the week before majors. Yes, or like Brooke Henderson and playing every week. Maybe we'll yeah, see that. <laughs> me too. Uh, I, I do think that Tiger's swing looks pretty good right now. I do think that he he's he's kind of, I don't know if you say he's back or not, but it doesn't seem to be that even though he said he's still trying to figure out his body, it seems to me that he's got a a good a good feel for what is happening with his swing now mm-hmm. with the new body, and, and I think that's carrying through, and you can see it um, man, he's still hitting it a long way. He's still like right up in the top ten in driving distance. He sure is, and his driving numbers consistently around 180 miles per hour ball, uh, ball speed. Uh, this was his second sub 70 second round of the year, uh, which is kind of hard to believe. But his and his last one, his only other one, came at Valspar. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. All right, when we come back after the break, we're going to get to uh, the fun part of the show. Yes, it's uh, winners, weird, and what. That's coming up after the break here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a Saturday morning here, talking lots of golf. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here in southwestern Ontario. Hope uh, it is where you are listening from the sun is shining. It's not quite as humid as it's been the last few days. Um, so get out there and play some golf after the show, of course. Of course. Of course. After the show. Adam Scully, admirably filling in here for Mark Sacchino. And uh, this is the favorite part of the show. It is time for Winners Weird and What. And this morning, I have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! My winner this week, Adam, is uh, takes us out to the West Coast. The PGA Tour Canada McKenzie Tour mm. has begun its season. Yes. And uh, they are playing the Freedom 55 Financial Open at the beautiful Point Grey Golf and Country Club. Oh, it's a really one of the yeah. old uh, stable golf courses out there. And uh, it's a lovely, lovely spot. And uh, down the bottom near the leader, after making the cut, uh, where the cut line is, mm-hmm, just above mm-hmm, the cut line, mm-hmm. you'll see the name with a Canadian flag beside it, Jimmy Jones. And that might not mean a lot to people, but Jimmy Jones is the son of the late Don Coe Jones. Oh. He is playing his first professional golf tournament after graduating from Florida Southern University. And uh, he 
was uh, flirting. He was actually doing really well. He shot three under the first round, climbed up to his highs about 10th, I think, or 13th mm-hmm. on the leaderboard, mm-hmm. ran into a little bogey trouble, was coming down the stretch, and perfectly, as if to, to script, made a birdie on the 18th hole to make the cut, so he's going to cash a check. And this is the same golf course where his mother played the uh, Canadian Women's Open and also was inducted into the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame. So good for Jimmy Jones. He's a nice young man. Uh, I've had a chance to watch him grow up a little bit, and uh, I'm happy for him that he's going to cash a check, and who knows, maybe he'll keep playing on the Canadian Tour. That's fantastic. Another another stud to look for for us us on the Canadian side, Uh, and great to see him make the cut, too, and and grind, you know, to to be as high as he was, and then struggle, and then to grind just to make the weekend. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, My weird this week, and you know I love my weird. Oh, yeah, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. So this one takes us to North North Yorkshire over in uh, the UK, and uh, two teenagers have been arrested for a stolen golf buggy, as they call them a over buggy. there. They stole a golf cart. And not only did they steal the golf cart, but they decided to go for a little drive, and Uh-oh. they got caught. You know where they got caught driving? Uh-oh. They went through the drive through at McDonald's. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was, seen, <laughs> yeah, it was seen at 3.45 a.m. on Tuesday. Uh, officers became, I love this part, it says, officers acted after becoming suspicious that uh, the the, uh, the golf cart probably wasn't supposed to be where it was. You they, think? Yeah. <laughs> so it was probably taken from the Catterick Golf Club, and uh, they decided to take it off for a quick Big Mac. The driver and the, and the passenger, both males, aged 18 and 19, were uh, detained on suspicion of theft, of sorry, of theft as well as uh, drink drive, as they call it over there. Drink drive, uh, yeah, which means they've been uh, had a, had a couple of cocktails. I was gonna say, if you're looking for a Big Mac at three forty-five in the morning, that can only mean one thing. So. <laughs> yeah, wow, but right. a golf cart through, so I, I guess it would it would have more than enough space to make it through. You know the, the drive-through. The drive, I, I think. Yeah, almost, I would think. Anyway, I love the, I love this one. The uh, North Yorkshire police revealed that it was a the most unusual job of the night, and the officers joked that uh, they managed to avoid a high-speed pursuit. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, unless it was one of those souped-up golf carts, which I, I, I mean, I've seen some of those. Yeah. yeah, you take the governor off and you can zip around pretty well, good. Well, my my parents' place in Florida, ours can get up to 19 miles an hour. Wow! If it's downwind and like a bit of a downhill, you, you can you can really yeah. <laughs> Uh, my what is what a novel concept for Jordan Spieth yesterday. He oh. was uh, not playing well. We know he missed the cut, and he's been struggling with the putter especially. But at one point, he was standing over a tee shot, and he turned to the crowd, and this is what he said. If everybody could do me a huge favor and not video this shot. Thank you. Sometimes it's actually cool to actually watch the shot. So no phones. Can't have anything going off in this shot. I mean, it, he's right that it is actually cool to watch the shot rather than tape it. I don't even know what people do with these videos afterwards so they go and watch it like for five minutes and then delete it or, 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 or put it on their instagram story I maybe i don't know yeah. but anyway he uh, he didn't want anybody i guess it bugs him when people i mean it's pretty silent isn't it it's it should be unless your phone is literally on loud it is it is yeah like i, I could be videoing you right now it, it, it is silent like, anyway, it is yeah but but uh, he's, he's been whiny yeah, well, yeah. he is. He can get kind of whiny. He's, he's not whiny when he's off the course, but no. sometimes he gets wrapped up. And I know when he's not playing well, obviously, yeah. that things aren't going well. That's what, kind of what happens. So yeah, it's just weird. He he just gets over agitated and and uh, yeah. It's, oh well, it's Jordan being Jordan. Mr. Scully, you have the tea. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't.
can't handle the truth. All right, Bob, my winner this week, uh, Bubba Watson. Uh, you, you may ask, why why is he your winner this week? But I'm going to ask you, why is he your winner this oh, week? Oh, there you go. Well, thank you. I appreciate you asking me the question. Um, so I did some uh, some digging, uh, watched Golf Channel, and uh, so Bubba Watson has, has had quite the improvement uh, in greens and regulation this year. So last year, tied for 161st. Wow. This year, 8th. So he is up 153 spots. That's that's good. That, that's not bad. So obviously, uh, many are saying you know the golf ball switch could be a big part of that. Maybe this this mysterious uh, illness he had could also be a part of that. Yeah, he's won twice this year. He has two additional top seven finishes. The guy's playing well, uh, but to go from 161st to Eighth? That's that's a big. That's that's absurd. Move. It's a big move. Yeah, that that's unbelievable. So it's it's good to see, uh, Bubba. It, just for the state of golf, because you know he has this his, his Bubba golf on social media, and he plays these wicked slices and hooks, and never hits a straight ball. And I I think I think him playing well uh, is just good overall for the game of golf. Now speaking of wild left handers, <laughs> I had a chance to play with Mark Skino this week, and ah. he is involved with my weird. He's wild. Uh, he is wild, and the back nine that he had on Thursday uh, was uh, remarkable. Uh, he shot uh, one, uh, two under par, sorry, two under par. Two under par in the back nine. With one par. With <laughs> one par. <laughs> so, I, I, I will read out the score to you. Bo- bogey, bogey, eagle, eagle, birdie, birdie, bogey, bogey, par. <laughs> He had back-to-back eagles? Back-to-back eagles. How did he do that? So he holed out from about 130 yards on a par 4, and then he sunk a 15-footer for eagle on the next par 5. And then he went birdie-birdie. And and that uh, birdie on the 15th hole, it literally did a full 360 and dropped in the middle. So uh, at one point, he was 6-under in a 4-hole stretch. Wow. For Mark Sacchino. So Mark was a, a very uh, wild, uh, even par 71 at Cedar Bright. Thanks for having us out again, uh, uh, Cedar Bright. Nice to see Mark uh, play well. Uh, he was using that uh, unique uh, putting, putting grip. That the we, fist. The fist, as we uh, posted on social media last week. Uh, so it was it was a, it was a treat to see someone go that low in, in such a short amount of time. Wow, that's that's fun to watch. It, yeah, it was it was it was crazy, and uh, you know that's just that's just Mark being Mark. You know, he's 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 quite the golfer. Uh, uh, it kind of reminds me. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. No, no, no. Go, okay. Go. okay, I was gonna, I was going to go to my what now, um, and my what is uh, what's up with the uh, the shanks we've seen this week? Yeah, there's been a bunch, huh? We've seen so I I've seen two on camera that I've been wild. One was Justin Rose. Uh, he was aiming down the center. It went about uh, 90 degrees right. And Hideki Matsuyama. That uh, was wild. He, he, yeah, he had a flop shot uh, no more than 20 yards away from the green. And he nearly killed about four people because it went directly sideways. And he was sort of on the hill in the long grass. And, I mean, I could see how that one would come yeah, out. You know, yeah, like, well, on, on a downhill lie. You know? to, he had a club wide open and obviously caught the heel in there. Yeah, and, and, a, and a thick lie. And, and this got, got me to think, you know, some of the other uh, shanks we've seen. I remember Webb Simpson hit a wicked shank in the Ryder Cup years ago on the Sunday singles. We've seen Ian Poulter. He hits more shanks than any player on the PGA Tour, Ian Poulter. And he's, 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 he admits it fully. That's what I 
love about him. He says, yep, it was a dead-on shank. Well, I, and I, I remember uh, I, I've heard him say a couple times that the wear mark on his irons is awfully close to the hosel. <laughs> so it, it's, it, it's, you know, it's quite on the heel. That's just how he hits it. He must hit a, a bit of a cut. Uh, but uh, it's, it's always wild to see PGA Tour pros kind of look like us every once and again. Yeah, I know. And, and I, was also, I also saw on Twitter, this wasn't on camera, that Chris Kirk hit a cold top. On a hole yesterday, really? a cold top, cold top, which is, it's tough to do. It's uh, I know. I can't remember. I remember seeing one time uh, the Canadian Women's Open was at Glen Abbey one yeah. time, and uh, Gail Graham, who's going to go into the Hall of Fame, will probably kill me for telling this. <laughs> uh, she's going to the Hall of Fame this year, but yeah. she cold topped a shot on. I can't remember the make the lineup, but it's basically the first hole at Glen Abbey now, and uh, yep. she basically topped it into the water. There's oh. like a little pond yep. that's. Sort of attached to the pond on the mm-hmm. par three, the which used to be the third, I think is now the seventh hole. Yep. And yeah, cold topped one in. I can't remember ever seeing another pro like cold top one though. Yeah, I, I remember last year at the Canadian Open. Uh, this wasn't a cold top, but I was on the thirteenth uh, hole, thirteenth hole at Glen Abbey. And it was Ollie Schneider Jans, and he heels sort of worm burned this driver. It was like like the crowd gasp. It was it was shocking. Like it went no more than one hundred and twenty yards. And his his luscious locks were flying everywhere, but his ball. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing that these players will actually miss yep. shots from time to time, yep. and and sometimes miss them quite badly. Mm-hmm. Like not just not just uh, you know left or right or mm-hmm. something, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a wild shanks, and and as they say, the the next shot in golf is always the most dangerous one. The shot. After a shank. That's exactly (laughs) right. All right. When we come back after the break, we're going to update you on some changes to uh, Golf Talk Canada radio. We're going to take some, going to move. Just for a little while. Moving on up. Moving on up uh, because of uh, World Cup. And we'll fill you in on exactly where that is, uh, when, and where you can find us. Uh, We're going to talk about the U.S. Women's Open because they are back playing. But, man, what a slog out there. As someone said to me, they're uh, up Shoal Creek without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to uh, uh, we're going to update you on what's going on down at Shoal Creek, and uh, we'll also start. Uh, we'll also think about our trivia question that we're going to give away. Yes. We want to give away around to, to uh, Muskoka Bay, yes. which is a wonderful opportunity for somebody to play up there. All that and more coming up when Golf Talk Canada continues. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Beautiful Saturday here, first Saturday in June. Hope you're getting a chance to play some golf either today or the rest of this week. Adam Scully on board here. Mark mm-hmm. Zacchino has the day off. Uh, let's do a little housekeeping here, yes. Mr. Scully. Shall First we? of all, if you are used to listening to Golf Talk Canada, well, everyone is. It's the only time we've been on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a little hiatus after next week's Saturday morning show to make way for the World Cup, which is I, probably outside the Olympics, the biggest event in sports, I would think. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and so we will be moving uh, starting June, Tuesdays, 
after overdrive starting on June 12th from 7 to 9 p.m. 7 to 9 p.m. will be on starting Tuesday, June 12th through the World Cup. Uh, so our first show will be previewing the U.S. Men's Open, and that's Tuesday, uh, June 12th, 7 to 9 p.m., or right after overdrive. Okay, good. Well, uh, maybe we can get uh, O-Dog to stay around. He's a good golfer. We'll get O-Dog to stay around. Yeah, well, it'll be... Uh, it'll be Hayes go- is a good golfer. Hayes is a good golfer. It'll yeah. be golf talk in prime time. There we go. Golf talk in prime time. Yes. I love it. Uh, also, of course, don't forget about 20 weeks of TaylorMade, which is our staple big prize giveaway here mm-hmm. on uh, Golf Talk Canada Radio and Golf Talk Canada Television. And Mr. Scully, tell them what they can win. Well, uh, they can win a full through the, uh, through the uh, bag uh, fitting session with TaylorMade, a uh, full custom set as well as a Stuart Golf X9 uh, Moto Caddy product as well, uh, over uh, $8,000 for that final. And how can you win? The only way, the easy way you can win, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Golf Talk Canada. It is and, that easy, folks. And we give away stuff every week. That's why it's 20 weeks of TaylorMade yes. on our Golf Talk Canada television show. All you have to do is sign up on the YouTube channel, and you will be into the draw. And uh, do we know what we're giving away this week? We sure do. We This week we are giving away a TP Red Ardmore putter Ooh. used by the one, the only, Justin Rose. Hey, I like that. That's pretty good. So you could get that in your bag, and, and we're just under halfway through 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Coming up, uh, previewing the U.S. Open, we're going to give away a Majors Edition staff bag, the staff bag that the TaylorMade staff players use at, at nice. the uh, U.S. Open. So get ready. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's um, very exciting. So speaking of Justin Rose, he's playing well at the uh, Memorial. We've uh, we've got a, got a uh, jam-packed leaderboard up there. We've Ooh, talked about Kyle Stanley and Joaquin Neiman. Ben On is there. Wes Bryan. Uh, Matsuyama, complete with his shank. But also up there, Jason Day is in there in the running. Henrik Stenson is there. Mm-hmm. Gary Woodland is close. Justin Rose, of course, who won last week, shot 66 yesterday. There was about 10 guys who shot 66. That was a low round of the day yesterday. Yeah, and Justin Rose has a chance to move to world number one if, if a number of things happen, but he does have that chance to move That's, to world number one. I think we're going to see a little fluctuation in that uh, coming around. The guy who was number one before mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, Dustin Johnson, was yep. another one of those guys who shot 66 out there. Also, Vijay Singh. Yep. Um, there's also another guy who shot 66 who is gunning for a, sh- a place in the U.S. Open. That's Adam Scott. So there's mm, one yes. more uh, exemption to give for a guy who gets inside the top 60 in the world rankings as of the end of next week. Not this week's tournament, but next week. So it looked like Adam Scott was uh, not going to do it. He's down to 65, but he shot 66 yesterday. So if he can kind of keep going. The only trouble is he's going to play this week. He's going to play next week. And if he qualifies, he'd play in the U.S. Open. That would be seven straight weeks of playing. Now, Adam Scott has the second longest consecutive major streak. I think it's 67 uh, majors he's played. He's played every major since he's been a professional golfer. And the only one uh, that's longer than that right now is Sergio Garcia, who is at 72. Mm-hmm. So interesting for him. It's it's quite a run for Adam Scott because as we know he's he's one of he's got one of the the prettiest swings to look at for for the average amateur golfer. You know if someone's taking up the game, you want to think I want to swing like Adam Scott because it's just so a fluid back and forth. But that putter. It's always just a mystery of what's going to happen. Is he going to show up with the broomstick? Is he going to show up with a claw? Maybe he should move to the, the Marcus Aquino fist. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if, if he can figure out that putter, he's, he's one of the best players in the world because yeah. he, just, he just hits the ball beautifully. Uh, speaking of streaks, Adam Hadwin is now the owner of the longest consecutive cuts made streak on the PGA Tour. He uh, made the cut uh, for the 19th consecutive time. 
And in round two, he needed a little uh, late juice to kind of get that thing done. He birdied 15 and 16 to get it to two under on the round. And uh, for the just made it on the number, actually, right on the number. So he did it. Now, the other Canadian in the field, (laughs) one of the other Canadians, Mackenzie Hughes. Man, uh, what a back nine this guy had. Uh, Let me read this to you. He went on the 11th hole. He jugs his third shot for an eagle. A very similar shot to what Tiger Woods when he holed out just for That's right. you guys. Exactly. Then on the par 312th, he hit it in very tight. And in fact, he hit it into like five feet, made birdie. Moving to four under par. Okay. Next hole, <laughs> uh, double bogey. Follows it up with a bogey. Follows that up with another double bogey after he uh, took a penalty shot. On the 16th hole, the par three. Uh, didn't go so well. He made a bogey there. Yikes. Birdie or par 17. Finished up with a birdie on 18, but he was not enough. It was a missed uh, cut. He went from from uh, four under on the 12th hole to one over on the 18th hole. It's it, it's been just uh it's been a crazy year for Mackenzie Hughes. Obviously, just a wonderful year off the golf course. But he's just obviously it's it's just a different time for him. And I know he was uh, talking to you at the Players Championship about making some minor adjustments or or, or alterations in his golf swing. Uh, and now and now he said, you know, forget that. I'm going to move back to my old move or swing, so to speak. And he had a pretty good week at the Players Championship. Obviously, playing with Tiger Woods was a a lifelong highlight for him. But uh, the wild year continues for Mac Hughes. On the yeah, golf course. so that's the 13th miscut in 18 tournaments yeah. that he has played. And as he said to me, like he pointed out, he said to me, he was trying to make improvements to a whole bunch of things all at once. And he said now he's just going to go back and kind of regroup, focus. There might be, I'm not sure exactly if he's uh, what he's doing in terms of who he's working with and teachers, but he just wants to kind of just minorly adjust. Now, he's got another year exemption, so he's only... He's 206 in the FedEx Cup standing. He's not too worried. So if you're going to make changes, this is this the time is the to do it, right? Next year, you're going to have to come out and uh, and get back at it. But I know it's frustrating. I know he's uh, he's had a... Uh, it's, it's eating away at him. Yeah. He did make three cuts in a row with uh, Wells Fargo players in Fort Worth, but now he's uh, he's missed. And I think... Uh, I'm not sure if he's in the U.S. Open qualifying or not, but we'll, uh, we'll look mm-hmm. at that. I'm sure he's going to make, take a stab at it uh, either in Memphis or at, uh, in, in Ohio where mm-hmm. they're playing. Uh, all right, that is the that's the update from the Canadian standpoint. There yeah. is, as I mentioned, there is the Canadian uh, PGA Tour Canada is going on out uh, in Vancouver. We'll update you with that a little bit later. We'll also talk a little bit about U.S. Open, both the women's U.S. Open. They are back playing right now. It is a soggy, soggy field out <laughs> at Shoal Creek. And we'll also look ahead to the men's U.S. Open. As I mentioned, there's uh, the quali- final qualifying is on Monday. Uh, the sectional qualifying, I think there's 26 Canadians trying to vie for the spots. And they range from some, some amateur players right up to, uh, to Mike Weir and uh, some of those guys. So we'll see how that all comes out when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Beautiful Saturday morning here in southwestern Ontario. Hopefully you're going to tee it up mm-hmm. at some point and have uh, an enjoyable round today. Uh, the it's I guess you call it enjoyable at the U.S. Women's Open right now at Shoal Creek. It has been a long slog. They have just resumed uh, the second round of play about 15 minutes ago. And uh, at the top of the leaderboard, Sarah Jane Smith at 10 under. She's got a four-shot lead, 67-67. Um, there's some big names on that leaderboard, though, still. Uh, mm-hmm. NB Park is there. Ayuja Tanagarn is there. Um, what else have we got here? I was looking down just a minute ago. Michelle Wee is yep. in there. So Daniel King, Lexi Thompson, they're all inside the top 20. There's only one Canadian left in the field. That's Elena Sharp. Uh, she just made a par. She's got, uh, she's only through seven holes of, she's now through eight holes of her second round at the uh, at Shoal Creek, and uh, she is uh, grinding away there. She's four over for the tournament right now, one over on her round so mm-hmm. far today, tied for 62nd. Uh, Celeste Dow was a, is a 17-year-old who qualified for the U.S. Women's Open, and full congratulations to her. She is from Montreal, part of the national team program. She's an amateur, obviously. She did not make the cut, but good for her for making it. And then the other one is Brooke Henderson, who we know has uh, has withdrawn for uh, for personal reasons. Yeah, she's at f- for personal reasons. We wish uh, all the best to Brooke uh, during uh, this time. Uh, one thing, one of note for Sarah Jane Smith, she's leading uh, this golf tournament. Didn't really have the best form coming into this tournament, but she's having a great start here. Uh, her uh, she's missed five of her last six cuts. Best finish being a tie for 32nd at the Volvic uh, Championship uh, a few weeks back. Uh, so good to see her playing well. Uh, currently with a four-shot lead over Suano and uh, Arya Jatanagarn. So, and Arya is still on the golf course right now. She has uh, 10 holes to go. And if you've ever seen uh, Arya Jatanagarn play in person, uh, she hits this piercing either three-wood or two-iron. And she just hammers the golf ball. Yeah, she doesn't. She rarely, rarely hits a driver. In yeah. fact, a lot of times she doesn't even keep the driver in the bag. No, she doesn't bring it out depending on the golf course. W- which would be a great thing for a U.S. Open setup. Obviously, it's a little softer at Troll Creek because it's just been pounding rain. Uh, but she's obviously she's one to watch uh, going into the weekend here. So, so Sarah Jane Smith, as you mentioned, is an interesting story. Missed the cut in five of her last six starts. Mm-hmm. She's from Australia. Her husband is her caddy. They were asked this week, they, they met each other when they were 11 years old. Wow. And uh, they were asked this week, you know, what's the longest you've been apart? And they, the longest they could measure it was in hours, not days or what? weeks or anything. That's right. They are they are wow. life buddies for sure. Wow. Now, Sarah Jane Smith also happens to be a student of Sean Foley. There you go. And uh, Sean has been uh, working with her to try and get her, uh, her game uh, in shape. Obviously, it's paying off. At one point, though, she was struggling, as you mentioned, through that, that streak of five, uh, uh, five missed cuts and six starts. She said to Sean Foley, is there like a book I can read or something like that? And he said, no, there's no book, you idiot. Just get out there. Show up. Keep playing ball golf. <laughs> and that's Sean Foley. If you know Sean Foley, he's, uh, he's adamant about getting them out there and playing. But um, another interesting story about Sarah Jane was that she, a, a little while back when they were on the West Coast, she switched clubs and uh, she put new clubs in the bag and for some reason just could not play, just was struggling with those new clubs. So she flew home, got her old clubs, 
put them back in the bag, and, and now she's starting to play a little bit better, obviously. So good for her. We'll Whatever what works, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, and Elena Sharp, by the way, has also made some, uh, some changes, yeah. some coaching changes. I had a story earlier this week. Uh, so she, uh, long time, well, not long time, but the last three or four years has worked with Tristan Mullally, mm. and he guided her through the Olympics and everything. But uh, last year, she just kind of felt that things weren't going where she needed, and um, nothing against Tristan. She said she just needed a fresh voice or fresh mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. So she's working with Brett Saunders, who's in Vancouver. He, she went up to see him last week, spent two days there working on things. And I think for a lot of players, it's not about so much what they're saying, but it's about how they're saying it and just kind of getting some new ideas. Well, it's it's the same mentality. You know, you go to like a, a hockey team or something, if you hear the same voice over and over, it, you just sometimes need something fresh, you know, something new and something different. And obviously Tristan is an unbelievable golf coach and uh, and Elena's moving on here and, and she's and she's making some subtle changes as, as we mentioned last week on Golf Talk uh, Canada Radio as well. So uh, good to see Elena trending in the right direction uh, going forward here. It is interesting when you think about uh, coaching changes. So Elena's now working with Brett Saunders. Yes. Brett Saunders used to teach Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin is being taught by Ralph Bauer. Uh, Nick Taylor just parted ways with Ralph Bauer <laughs> because he wasn't getting what he wanted. He's working with a different a coach now. And Kyle Stanley's coach, you know who that is? Ralph Bauer. You got it. <laughs> Ralph Bauer, go. and he's leading, leading at the memorial. It all comes back to Ralph Bauer. <laughs> it all go. comes back to what's working inside exactly, your head right yeah, now, right? Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. Ralph is a good guy. He's a friend of the show. He's been on here a number mm-hmm. of times in the past. Uh, U.S. Men's Open. We're a couple of weeks away, and the qualifying is on yeah. Monday at a uh, number of different sites across uh, the U.S. There are actually there's there's one in the uh, U.K. and there's also one in Japan. Um, there are 27, I think, 26 or 27 Canadians in the running. The last time I counted, mm-hmm. we'll see how many of them can get through. It's an interesting process where you know, having been to the U.S. Open a number of times, you see guys like the first time. Uh, Nick Taylor, he qualified as an amateur, went through sectional, local, mm-hmm. uh, local and sectional. Uh, there's a guy in Calgary named Wes Heffernan who's made it through twice into the U.S. Open through local and sectional qualifying. Mm-hmm. He's also in sectional qualifying this time out. And then there are a couple of spots, one at Memphis where the next PGA Tour event is and one uh, this in, in Ohio where they're just finishing up where you get the bulk of the PGA Tour players competing and the bulk of the spots are. Um, it's kind of cool to see these guys qualify and every once in a while you get kind of a Cinderella story or a cool story. Garrett Rank, yep. the NHL referee yep. who survived cancer, is a great amateur. He's in he's in sectional qualifying, so there's some names in there. Well, even uh, Mackenzie Hughes, the first time he qualified at, at Marion, I believe. That's uh, right. He, he was this young, wide-eyed sort of, he just he got found his way through, and, and it's, it's cool to see these stories. I must give a special uh, shout-out to uh, Patrick Forbes, a member of Bayview Country Club. He's an alternate uh, for the U.S. sectional qualifying, so... Uh, he shot 71 in Massachusetts so, uh, to make it that far. Uh, your buddy Alvin Choi from yes. Toronto, he's, uh, he won his uh, local qualifier. He's in sectional qualifier. There you he's go. Uh, trending in the right direction. Yes. He shot 64 yesterday on the web.com Alvin. tour. I love right? it. So, so good for Alvin yes. Choi out there. Uh, the golf course is, as we mentioned a little bit off the top, uh, at Shinnecock, it is going to be... Unlike what we've seen the last couple of years with Aaron Hills and Chambers Bay, it is going to be more like, I think, what we've been used to Mm -hmm. uh, seeing with narrow fairways, with firmed-up conditions. Uh, Do you like that? 
I, I do. I, I do. I, the, the you know the U.S. Open is just known for you know to, for par being a good score and to have 16 under win at Aaron Hills. Uh, yes, it wasn't windy, which I, I know the course designer was hoping he'd have some wind. Uh, but it, it was although it was long, the guys just ate that up because they're hitting it forever these days. Uh, but you know you look you look back at Oakmont four under one, and there were I want to say six guys under par. DJ won by three shots. Uh, this is what the U.S. Open is all about. This is what, if if you hit it in the rough, the rough is penal. You hit it in a bunker, it's a deep pop bunker, you're going to have to hack out sideways, that sort of thing. So this is the type of golf that we're used to seeing at the U.S. Open. They've sort of swayed straight away from it in the past couple of years. Uh, we'll see what the setup is like. Obviously, we mentioned earlier in the show that Tiger was there this week and said it was so soft that 7,600 yards of par 70 is a little long. But once the course firms up and there'll be a lot of long par fours in that you know 490 to 500 range that if you miss the fairway, you're going to have to lay up. Uh, I was there in 2004, the last time I was here, which was the sort of the pinnacle of the disastrous mm-hmm. time for the USGA mm-hmm. in trying to set this thing up. And they were, you know, I can tell you an interesting story. So they would go into a press conference and say in the, some of these greens, I mean, they tried to get them as close to being firm and hard and crusty as they could, but they lost them. Mm-hmm. And they said they weren't rolling the greens at night. They said, you know, no, no, we're not rolling it. We're not, we're not making it any harder than it already is. And yet we would go out at night into the TV compound. We were probably the last people to go through there. And we saw them rolling the greens. I mean, they were bald-faced lies that were being told here. And then, of course, on that fateful Sunday, they had to water some of the greens, and they were watering them for some players and not for other players. Mm -hmm. And I remember Charlie, I think it was Charlie Hoffman, hit a shot, and it landed basically two feet from the pin and ended up in the bunker. Rolled off, started rolling, started trickling, and the greens were so fast, you couldn't keep it on there. It was like Mm -hmm. glass. And they just rolled into a bunker. And I mean, these guys were throwing clubs. It was it was unbelievable how bad this condition, uh, yeah. the course was. And I, I'm looking forward to, uh, we'll, we'll take an in-depth look back on our Golf Talk Canada TV U.S. Open preview show. And I, I know you've, uh, you've, uh, you're working on an essay around looking back at Shinnecock and how it's going to be different this time around. And hopefully, you know, for the viewer's sake, it is difficult, but not pass, crossing the line. That's, you know? And that's a tough line to, to get to. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you don't want it to be too easy where you've got... You know, lots of birdies being made, but you mm-hmm. also want it to be fair. Mm-hmm. Where if you hit a good shot, you're rewarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know, if it's tough to find that line. It depends on weather so much. I think yeah. we're finding out with the women's open. Absolutely, and I'll be curious about you know with the setup. We've seen two absolute bombers uh, win the in the past couple of years. DJ and Brooks Kepka. You wonder. You know, obviously Oakmont is that typical U.S. Open setup, and Dustin Johnson drove it on a rope that week. Uh, and 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 uh, last year at Aaron Hills, Brooks Kepka, you know, he's he's it was a, it was a seventy seven hundred yard golf course mm-hmm. that they played at the tips, and he absolutely was smoking it. So you wonder if uh, you know it, it's trending in that direction to have sort of a bomber win again this time around, or are you going to see you know? Someone like a Brandon Grace, who's who's had uh, obviously had, had a good run at the at the Open Championship last year with a sixty-two. Uh, that's what'll be interesting interesting to see. Well, whoever wins, they're going to need to putt well as well. Yes, and uh, maybe they'll use a tailor-made putter because uh, maybe they will. <laughs> that's a segue, right? There, there. it is. Yeah. Coming up after this break, we're going to talk to Paul Demkowski about the new tailor-made putters that uh, that are out there and they seem to be working well. Certainly for Justin Rose, they're yep. working well. And we're also going to give you our trivia question to see if you can win a round of golf at Muskoka Bay. That's coming up after the break here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. 
No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Saturday, our first Saturday in June. And uh, just in case you didn't hear previously, we will be moving after next week's show to Tuesday night for a little while so the uh, World Cup of Soccer can uh, fill in our spot here on Saturday mornings. Uh, So Tuesday, primetime, Golf Talk Canada primetime. All right, we want to give away some free golf up at Muskoka Bay, one of uh, Canada's top golf courses, annually ranked inside the top 10 usually. It's a fantastic spot. And if you would like... To, uh, to have a chance to win that, you need to answer this question. The question is, Adam Hadwin currently holds the streak for most consecutive cuts made. And we want to know what that number is. How many consecutive cuts has Adam Hadwin made? If you know that answer, give us a call at 416-870-1050. And uh, you will have a chance to win that round. Uh, all right. It is uh, putter week on the PGA Tour. Putter week for TaylorMade. And uh, earlier this year, I had a chance to chat with the man behind the TaylorMade putters. His name is Paul Demkowski. And he gave me all the lowdown on the new putters and why you might want to consider trying out a TaylorMade putter and putting it in your bag. We're going to talk putters now with Paul Demkowski from TaylorMade. And Paul, uh, always a lot of new product when it comes to putters with TaylorMade. And uh, the, the red... The spider, lots of themes kind of running through for what you're offering for this year. Tell us about it. So obviously I had a lot of success with spider this past year on tour at retail and we got some requests for some different options. So our original option here, it didn't have a sight line, it was a small slant neck. Had a lot of success with that. So we're going to be launching additional sight line options and hosel options. And we're also going to be offering a new color, diamond silver, uh, as well as the black that we also have. So we're going away from, we're advancing, we're expanding beyond the normal stuff. Correct, yeah. Obviously because of the personal preferences that people have with putting. And how do you kind of satisfy everybody? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a tough thing that we're, we're faced with is everybody has their own taste, what they like to look at, what they're confident in. So I think just offering a wide variety of colors and certainly sight lines and hosels, uh, something might suit somebody's eye here for alignment, but then somebody could align a different putter with a different sight line and hosel better. So I think just having those options is important for our line. But the but the, the basics of the spider putter remain the same, and that's Correct. obviously a big benefit. Can you walk us through a little yep. bit of that? So it's basically a high MOI design. We are getting all the weight out of the middle here. It's a lightweight aluminum core with a heavy stainless steel frame and wings. So that gets the CG back, which is a lot more stable than if it's more forward. And then it's a high MOI for resistance to twisting and also for kind of roll preservation. If you're going to put it on the toe or the heel, it's going to roll out further than a putter that doesn't have high MOI. Okay, uh, let's move down the line here. This is a kind of a cool looking putter. It has that sort of rusty antique feel. Tell me, tell us about this. Yeah, so this is our new TP Copper putter. It's an extension of our existing TP line, uh, but it's got this really cool kind of rustic TP Copper look. So this is a triple plating process. It's plated with nickel, 
copper than black chrome. Then you can kind of see there's some highlights here around the edges. It's hit in a soft wheel that reveals that and kind of gives it that aged antique look. So this is going to be offered in four SKUs with uh, this one is actually uh, the putter we designed for Rory, uh, which is a Mullen 2 that has a bit more squared off toe and heel and back. And that's going to be available in April of this year. I noticed the red insert. Is that going back to the old Rosa days? Yes, exactly. So we're going back to the red insert. It's a little bit uh, duller than the original red. It's the same as our spider red to kind of tie it in. And this is our pure roll insert that we have in all of our products. So this promotes forward roll. We have a really sophisticated uh, matte fitting system here that can measure the roll. And we get about 25 to 40 RPMs more forward roll just with that insert as opposed to if you had a solid rigid face. And that means if your ball is putt and it hits a little inconsistency of the green where a normal ball that doesn't have roll, it can kind of go offline. Well, this will overcome that with the angular velocity and stay on line. Angular velocity, remember that when you're putting next time. <laughs> uh, Justin Rose would say, probably give you a good case why this is one of the best putters going. He was one of the hottest players at the end of 2017, and this one is what he's had in his bag. Exactly. So this is the new Spider Arc putter. This was actually sold in a version in Japan for two years and was the number one model there for a certain time. And as you alluded to, Justin Rose played this for the majority of 2017. So we did some subtle tweaks to it. Uh, notably, we painted the inside white, which at address reveals a circle, which is great for alignment. It's got a heavy stainless steel ring with a lightweight aluminum body. So we get a really high MOI value here with a deep CG. So it's all about stability and feel and alignment with this putter. A couple of different color options as well here with uh, the silver. And, yep, exactly. And yep, so we'll have the silver with uh, the same colored ring and the white reveal and then the red here. Now you were telling me one thing interesting about the grip and the preferences for grips now, maybe mm -hmm. going a little bit smaller than the old oversize. Tell us about it. Yeah, so certainly that's another thing. It's all personal preference. And we've gone with our kind of stock uh, pistol GTR 1.0 for Superstroke, which is kind of right in that in-between range. It's not oversized in today's day, you know, in terms of what there is out in the market. Uh, it's kind of right in between. And we also have some rubber grip options for just that traditional size and feel. Lots of options, lots to choose from uh, TaylorMade when it comes to putting. And there are lots of options, and uh, lots of those putters are working really well right now for uh, for some of the players, especially Justin Rose and Jason Day. They're uh, using them. Justin Rose putted really well yesterday for the first part, and then he kind of fell off a little bit. But, Did he ever? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. So we got a winner? What's going on? Someone's going to go to the play with golf. We have a winner, and your winner is Reg Kishimoto. Hey, Reg. Reg. Congratulations. Reg, congratulations. Just spoke with Reg. Seems very excited to play Muskoka Bay. Yes, well, he should be. He is, he should be. Uh, Henry Barr, our winner from last week, uh, he'll be going as well. So uh, a very exciting time here for Golf Talk Canada to go play one of the great golf courses in the country. And the answer to our question, by the way, Adam Hadwin has made 19 consecutive cuts. Mm -hmm. Now that's uh, leading on the uh, PGA Tour. We actually had four people call, and they had the wrong answer. Ooh. It was heartbreaking. You uh oh know? They well, tried. Because, because they didn't uh, take into account last year? Uh, no. Well, one said 12, one said 13, one said 18. Uh, 18, yeah. Uh, oh, 18 well. was last week. Oh, well. Yep. Oh, well. Yep. There's a chance to win next week again, by the way. We'll have another question, another chance for you to, uh, to grab a, uh, a round up at Muskoka Bay. It's uh, an exciting place to play. All right. Mm -hmm. When we come back, uh, we just heard about putters. You need to use those putters. You need something to use those putters. Yes, you do. <laughs> you need golf balls. So we're going to talk to Eric Loper, who's a, a mad scientist down in uh, Carlsbad, who has come up with uh, all the new cool things about uh, TaylorMade's new TP5 golf ball. That's coming up when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. 
premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with Adam Scully. Mark Sakino is uh, not here today. He's... Uh, Still trying to recover from his scorecard the other day. You know, Mark, uh, he told me he actually went for a run the other day. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mark, Mark is running now. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What well, wonders never cease. I, I, I think we should go for a Golf Talk Canada run. Uh, Mark, I, I would go about 100 meters. That's all I got. <laughs> Full sprint. I'd, I'd, I'd go eight <laughs> seconds, world record, world record, and then I would just stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Uh, listen, golf. T- <laughs> now you got me all flustered there thinking of that. Uh, we had a chance to go down and spend some time, as you just heard, with our last interview with Paul Demkowski about putters. We also, while we were down in Carlsbad, spoke to Eric Loper, and Eric is the guy behind uh, uh, TaylorMade golf balls and precisely the TP5. They do make another number of other balls, but uh, the, the TP5 is their marquee ball, their their top ball, and it's an interesting story about how well they're doing with this golf ball. Uh, have you hit it? That is all I hit now, actually. Okay. Yes. That's good. Yeah, yes. I like the ball. I think yes, it's really it's good. Great ball. Really good golf ball, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it certainly suits my game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hear it right now from Eric Loper. Eric Loper, the guy who knows all about building these uh, tailor-made golf balls. First of all, congratulations on a sensational year with TP5 and TP5X. Yeah, Five players uh, in, the, in the top 12 in the world now playing this golf ball. Uh, it's got to make you feel good. It's a fantastic year. It's something we've been waiting for for a long time. So we're here actually where you develop and test and try and figure out what's the next best thing. And I know, speaking to some of your staff here, you're actually working on what will end up being the next generation of the TP5 yes. and TP5X. But why don't you kind of give us a short version of how this ball is actually made? Because when I look at this, as you said, it's white, it's round, and I mean, I don't know the technology that goes in, but there is a lot of technology in this ball. There is a lot of technology that goes into it. It all really starts with an idea. Um, and, that, and that source or inspiration for the idea can come from many different sources. It could be from players, tour players, customers, materials research that we do, engineering studies. What's great about having this this lab that's capable of making golf balls from start to finish, that's the core process through stamping, is it allows us to quickly come out here and make prototypes that we can run through our mechanical testing and ultimately get into the tour players' hands and get their feedback. All right, so let's just kind of look here and give me a a Reader's Digest version of what all these different parts are. So we start with the core, and this is a polybutadiene rubber. Uh, For the TP5 and TP5X, it's a very soft core uh, with, with ingredients that go into it that help us adjust the compression, the weight, and ultimately the COR. And it's a, it's a process where we mix uh, rubber and these ingredients in a two-roll mill on a small scale. We're not looking for large quantities here. And then we, what we'll do is we'll roll out uh, the sheet and create these little preps. And those preps get placed into a core cavity press where it's going to be uh, formed and cured under heat and pressure. And this, the output from that operation would be this, uh, this part that's here. That's the result. Okay. That's the result. So that's the inner core. That's the inner core. 
and you can see that there's some flash on there and it's not going to be perfectly round and we go through a process that's uh, called centerless grinding. It's the same process that's used for uh, billiard balls to make sure it's round to set ourselves up for success on the next operation. Okay. Then we're going where? Then we're going to go to the, to, to the next, really the next three layers, use a thermoplastic material with different material properties. We start with something that's going to be uh, very, very soft. Um, and then what we do is we increase the flex modulus, the compression, and the CR in each of these successive layers. And the, the reason we have those different layers and material properties is it allows us to use a very soft inner core. And it's that core that's going to help us get low spin off your driver and irons that give the players the playability and distance that we're looking for. So, so it actually goes into something like this? It does go into something like this. We're using these plastic pellets and it goes into a heated barrel section and that material is going to get injected into a mold base and into a cavity that looks like this. It's going to be smooth. Um, and what we do is we place an insert into the cavity, the material gets injected into the cavity, and at some point, the material, when the material wraps around that insert to a point where it's supporting the insert, those pins will, Drop will retract. Okay. And then we'll fill the remainder of the void there. So that when the part comes out, it looks like something like this. And then again, we grind it so that it's perfectly round, and we go to the next process. So, you, yes. And then it comes to here? Uh, then Next stage, you're gonna put a cover yeah, on after, it Yeah, after three layers, then what we'll do is we'll prepare it for cast urethane. And, and as you experienced today, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a two-part process, an A and B come together, get mixed, get poured into a cavity, we insert the mantle, that will ultimately form a part that looks like this, but will have some flash. Okay. And then that flash is removed with the seam buffing process. We prepare it for paint, and then we add several coats of paint. And, and in this lab, this is, this is you're making small batches, you're trying to test the next generation, so you're using different compounds, different variations. Yeah. How do you keep track of them all? That must be a process in itself. It, well, it is, and what we do is we change the color of the components. So like if we're, if we're doing a, a study where we want to figure out what will happen if we change the core compression, what we'll have is uh, that we'll have three or four different batches, a blue, a red, a black, and a yellow, each representing a different compression, and then we'll move that along the process. Well, the good thing, Eric, is you don't really have to know what goes into it. You just have to know it works. And obviously, with the success you've had on tour, it works. I know you've got all sorts of stuff planned for 2018, 2019. Uh, but for right now, uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. And there's Eric Loper, uh, head of balls, golf ball masterpieces. I don't know what you mm -hmm. call it. He's a mad scientist. Uh, and and it's, a, it's an interesting process. If you've never seen how a golf ball is made, I'm sure there's videos on, well, there's Golf Talk Canada videos on YouTube. You mm -hmm. can actually go and see and watch how, it, how they're, they're made. And it's just the, the technology and the uh, assembly line robotic kind of stuff that goes through to make these golf balls is, is stunning. And how many they make, um, it's like a million a day or something. <laughs> I, I always wonder, where do the old golf balls go? <laughs> we need to make a million a day, and there's more than one manufacturer. Where are these other golf balls somewhere? I mean, they're in the bottom of the ponds, obviously, and in the trees where I hit them, but... Yeah, well, the <laughs> no, they're always down the fairway. Uh, I, I got a lot of response after we aired that interview on television, uh, just seeing actually, you know, the visuals of, of all all the steps that go through it, of just how cool it was, just to see, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of the great balls on tour, and a lot of the best players in the world are using it, and for good reason because it's it, it performs, it spins well, it's got good flight, and it's it stays it stays it stays straight. So uh, that was uh, definitely. 
I think this year on Golf Talk Canada TV, one of the coolest things we've aired so far. It's, uh, and if you do go and watch it on Golf Talk Canada YouTube, it's it's actually, we were in their lab, and they had us making little mm-hmm. pieces, little sections yeah. of, of golf. They've split us up into groups, and uh, we were making these golf balls. Now, what they do also, they shoot them out of a cannon. They can test it with fast uh high-speed photography, I mean, the technology that goes into making golf balls. And that's what I said. Like, when you when you see a golf club, you see things. You see the size of it. You see the stuff underneath where you can move weights and all stuff. But a golf ball, it's like white and got dimples. Mm-hmm. And that's there's not much else that mm-hmm. you can see. You don't know what's under the hood, mm-hmm. really. But with, through this, you, you learn all the steps, and, and you learn why it's one of the great balls on the PJ Tour today. Uh, all right. Uh, the, we've got a little bit of time left here, and we were uh, talking earlier about the U.S. Women's Open, and I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, there's been a lot yeah. of discussion this week by uh, how messy and rainy and wet everything is. There was some, some of the players are saying they should be playing lift, clean, and place. Of course, there has never been a USGA championship of any sort where they have used lift, clean, and place. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I mean, given how wet the golf course uh, was going into this week, uh, obviously, uh, you know, at softer conditions, typically, you know, some good scoring, uh, you're, you're able to score a little better when it's softer. The course plays longer, but you can, you can land irons, and, and, and they will land softly. Um, I, I know there was a lot of flack on, on Twitter uh, from, from some of the ladies in the field just saying, you know, why on earth are we not playing lift, clean, and place? But, and... Uh, I mean, the USGA, they've done things a certain way for so long. I I just don't think they would ever change unless there was literally like some sort of torrential hurricane or something like, you know, like maybe not to that extent, but but something like, um, like if, if you can, obviously there's mud balls, but uh, I just don't see them ever really moving off their, their go-to really. I don't know. You know, in some ways it's a case of, it's a case of, um, Play it as it lies. That's yeah, part of golf, which right? Is, you get and, bad and that's breaks. USGA, yeah. You, you do know? get bad breaks. And, and in some cases, they say, well, you know, maybe we should make it a little easier for the players and have it fair because when you get a mud ball, there's two, you know, two things can happen, as it was explained to me. One is that you get mud on one side of the ball and it kind of weights it. Mm-hmm. Well, the other one is that the mud becomes between the club face and the ball and yeah. it skitters it off. And you see some shots. You will see some shots if you're watching uh, this weekend. You'll see some shots that look like. How did they miss that? Like, what's wrong mm. with that? They go way over or way left or way right or way short, and it's generally because of the mud balls. Right. Uh, but I, I think if you're one of those guys um, running this thing or one of those ladies running this thing, I mean, it's just this is like you said, this is what you do. This is where it goes. Uh, but it does seem seem to me a little bit a little bit unfair. But then when you give them the lift, clean, and cheat, as they call it, <laughs> uh, boy, they can really take advantage of it. Yeah, and, and, and in that case, since the golf course is so short, that then you'd, you'd expect a birdie fest, really, you know, if, if your ball isn't hampered by mud or anything. Uh, we should update as well that Arya Jatanagarn is now two off the lead. Wow. So she is uh, three under for a day, now through 11 holes. Elena Sharp has made uh, three straight birdies and uh, is inside the cut line at the moment. There you and, go. Uh, but they are playing out there, which is good. I think I saw the forecast was actually not too bad now for the weekend. But, boy, it has been yeah. uh, a slog. Unreal. Not only this tournament, but anywhere the LPGA goes. They've seems, had some really rotten luck this year, haven't they? I think they wear out your umbrella this yeah. year. It's, yeah, uh, might need a few of them at, at this rate. Uh, speaking of uh, weather forecasts here, it's beautiful. It's sunny. Is it's it 24 ever? in Toronto. It's going to be a high of 24 today. It's going to be a beautiful day out there. Uh, Sunday, not so much. Sort of mix of... of uh, Rain, cloud, sun, high of 21, so you're going to have to pick your spots tomorrow, but it looks like you'll probably be able to 
play golf all weekend long. Have you got got some golf coming up? Yeah, I got some golf later today at uh, 1.30 at Bayview Country Club. I was saying before we went on the air, uh, it's uh, it's in great shape right now. It, it's nice to see Mike McGilvery and the staff really, really, uh, really make Bayview the way it is. And, and it's got some of the best greens uh, in the city, as I've heard from a number, number of different people. And it's playing very firm and fast after this weather we've had. So I'm looking forward to getting back out there. How about you? A uh, little game of golf this afternoon there out at uh, Rattlesnake. There you We're go. Go out to play a little nine and dine out yep. there. And then... Um, Hopefully, we'll see what happens tomorrow, maybe a little bit uh, at Weston, where it's also going mm-hmm. very well. And, uh, I mean, it's if you can't grow grass this year, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's managing the grass. The rough is is pretty nasty, of course, from, from what I've been hearing. And isn't it crazy that, you know, what, six or seven weeks ago, we had a nice storm? <laughs> I know. It's, it's, and it was 30 degrees all week? I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows what's going on yeah. with the weather. All right, when we come back, we're going to uh, update the leaderboards because, as you mentioned, there is some movement going on. Ari Jutanagarn is uh, closing in on the lead. Uh, she's still got uh, a bunch of holes to play. We'll let you know what's going on on the web.com tour where there are some Canadians mm-hmm. in really good position. And uh, and we'll also go, go across to Europe to see where how Danny Willett's doing. Danny Willett. <laughs> that and more coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It's Weeks and Scully here, and uh, this would normally be Scully time, but it's been Scully show <laughs> all day today. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Got a little ring to that. I like that. Uh, so we got lots of golf going on all over the world, and uh, we're going to give you a little bit of a rundown of what's going on. Why don't we start with the memorial, Mr. Scully? Yeah, let's do that memorial here. Uh, Kyle Stanley, Joaquin Neiman, your leaders at 11 under par. Ben Hahn, uh, Ben on, uh, two shots off the lead. Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, J.B. Holmes, Bryson DeChambeau, three shots off the lead. Adam Hadwin makes his 19th consecutive cut on the PGA Tour. And uh, he was the only Canadian to make the cut, obviously, as well. Uh, Tiger Woods playing with Patrick Reed today. He tees off in about 90 minutes' time. Uh, one guy who did not make the cut is Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth struggling. In his last uh, tune-up before the uh, U.S. Open. Yes. Uh, LPGA, well, it's the USGA. It's the uh, United States Women's Open Championship. Australian Sarah Jane Smith has a two-shot lead. She has finished two rounds. Uh, She is a 10-under par. Aria Jatanagarn is now on the 12th hole of her second round of the rain-plagued uh, event, and she is at eight under par, just two shots back. Suhyun Oh is uh, in the clubhouse at six under par, and a host of players at three under, including Chella Choi and Jenny Shin. Uh, NB Park is also at three under par. It's going to be kind of a long day to kind of sort this all out. Michelle Wee is at two under par through 10. One Canadian left in the field, and that is Elena Sharp, and she is flirting. With the cut line, she's tied for 60 right, 60th right now. She restarted after playing seven rounds or seven holes of her second round. Uh, she is through 11 holes so far and is at 
uh, four over par, which is <clears throat> one above the cut line. Ah, okay, on to the web.com tour, the Rex Hospital Open. Sebastian Munoz, your leader, 12 under par. A couple Canadians in contention here. Uh, Albin Choi, two off the lead. Roger Sloan, four off the lead. Also Canadian Ryan Yip, T28. He is six shots off the pace. And look at this. Atop the leaderboard on the European Tour where they are playing the Italian Open. They are sort of mid to late in the third round. Lee Slattery, Torborn Olsen, and Danny Willett. Danny Willett. Rising from the dead. He is at, they're all three of those guys are at 15 under par. A Two shots back, Ian Poulter, Scott Hind, and Francesco Molinari, who is obviously playing some very good golf. And then just behind that, we've got a group of four or five golfers at 12 under par, including Tong Lee and Rafa Cabrera-Bello. One Canadian in the field, of course, it is our uh, European Tour player, Austin Connolly. He is currently tied for 63. He is through three rounds at 5 under par. There's a bunch of uh, European potential Ryder Cup members uh, on the top of that leaderboard there. You got, you know, with Danny Willett, Ian Poulter, Molinari, Andy Sullivan, Cabrera Bello, Thomas Peters, Martin Keimer, if he gets his game around. That's uh, McDowell's over there at 10 GMAC playing some good golf as a vice captain there uh, as well. And and last but certainly not least, the Freedom 55 Financial Open on the McKenzie Tour. Uh, Cody Blick is tied for the lead right now with Chris Williams at 12. Uh, under par, uh, Jordan Nibrugi, who uh, had a good finish to the Open Championship back in 2015. He was a top amateur there. Uh, Canadian Riley Wielden yeah. is uh, tied for eighth. He is seven shots off the lead, as is uh, Andrew Funk, is uh, eight shots off the lead Canadian. And uh, if we go down, of course, we mentioned earlier that uh, Jimmy Jones, yes. son of Don Co. Jones, mm-hmm. the late Don Co. Jones, is tied for 57th. <clears throat> he made the cut by... Uh, Birdieing his final hole Amazing. in the second round. Great to see. This is his first event as a golf professional. Good for him. He uh, just finished up school in Florida. So uh, loving, loving to see that, uh, that stuff out there. All right. Memorial today. Some interesting pairings. Uh, we've got uh, Tiger, as you said, playing with Patrick Reed. Um, <laughs> It would be funny if this was Sunday because they'd both be wearing red. They would be both <laughs> maybe, wearing. Maybe. Well, and, and pot- maybe potentially, maybe, who knows, maybe a Ryder Cup uh, duo? Uh, maybe. I mean, right. it, it, it's a funny It's funny because this is the week that the Ryder Cup, the players who have the chance to be play to play in the Ryder Cup for the U.S. get fit for their Ryder Cup uniforms. And, and obviously the vice captains do as well this week. And Tiger said, wouldn't it be great if I just messed everyone up because I got fit for the vice captain's clothes <laughs> instead of the player's clothes? And so that's what he's hoping. To do. <laughs> yeah, there's two different uniforms, right, and different colors yep. and stuff, so yep. maybe they're going to have to fit them for both. I don't yep. know. You never know. Adam Hadwin, by the way, is uh, on the golf course. He is uh, teed off at 7.53. He's playing alongside Russell Henley. Let's have a look and see what uh, what he's doing. It's like he's one over through nine okay. with a birdie and two bogeys. It's uh, it's not an easy golf course. No, it's not. And it's a bit soft as well. We saw yeah. some really good rounds yesterday, though. How many how many guys were there? It was like a hundred guys. There were one hundred. Yeah, one hundred. No, there were ten at sixty six. Yeah. Uh, right now, if you were to give me a favorite for the U.S. Open, who would it be? So my favorite right now, I, it's it's got to be Jason Day. The way he's playing, not only because of the way he's played this year, he's played seven U.S. Opens, five top tens. Yeah, he's he's a U.S. Open machine. He is a U.S. Open machine. One sort of dark horse I'm looking at here, Mark Leishman. You know, I will tell you, the guys out on the tour will tell you he is probably the most underrated player mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of how well mm-hmm. he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not far off. I like Justin Rose as well. Yeah, he's playing some good golf I mean, right now. One one last week and yeah. won a U.S. Open before we yeah. know what he's done in yeah. that. So uh, that could be good. It should be interesting to uh, to see. What about what about uh, 
Dustin Johnson, what are we thinking about him right now? Well, he, he looks like he's got some good form this week. He's sort of been, not MIA, but he's been a little quiet mm-hmm. uh, this year. Uh, but whenever DJ's quiet, he, he, he pulls out a victory or pulls out a good top three or top five finish. We will preview this, though, next week when it's our U.S. Open draft special. Yes. As we always do. Um, and I don't, I think, did Mark win the, the Masters preview? I can't remember now. It's been too well, long. I will tell you one guy who is uh, you might want to consider right now because he's thrown out a hot one so far this morning. Uh-oh. Rory McIlroy is five under on his round through eight, eight holes. Fifty-nine watch maybe on. <laughs> he's gone Whoa. birdie. He's got three birdies and an eagle so wow, far. Wow! Okay. So he's rocking and rolling, and yeah. uh, he seems to be coming into shape after a good week last week too. That's right. Although we didn't have the best of weekends, but still a you know pretty darn good week. That's right. All right, Golf Talk Canada coming up. Uh, television coming up this week, yep. and uh, your chance to win twenty weeks of TaylorMade continues. Don't forget to go to our YouTube page. All you have to do is subscribe, and you will be in the draw to win an Ardmore putter this week. That's correct. That's our prize. That's correct. All right. Don't forget that. That Golf Talk Canada will be here next Saturday. And after that, however, we will move to Tuesday evenings for the duration of the World Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you get some a uh, little bit of prime time Golf Talk Canada coming right up after overdrive. And I've always wanted to say this because Mark isn't here. The first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on Tuesday and talk to you next week. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.